This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to A Study in Literacy on Radio Kidnappers. Do you notice how I got that right? Good job. Well done. I know. Awesome. So me and Luke are actually live in the studio today. It's exciting and terrifying all at once. It's not terrifying. Well, I mean, it's my first time being live. It is your first time. Well, you're doing (laughs) wonderfully so far. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, well well done on the word, a study in literacy. Thanks. Which I wasn't actually thinking about it, which is probably why I did it so well. <laughs> so focused on getting the mics going at the right time. Yeah, and fading the music down. Yeah. I mean, normally I do all of that in the background. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I have been excited pretty much all week about it. It's, it's my first oh, yeah. time. <laughs> I've been pretty excited. Like normally when I've been in here, it's just doing the breakfast show or whatever. So it's right. not quite the same. You talk for a little bit, play some music yeah. for a little bit. But I know we can fill an hour of chat. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got some stuff written down, but um, one of the first things I wanted to bring up was the Turn Up the Heat. Yes. Uh, Hastings, Library, Hastings District Library, sorry, um, is the Adults Winter Reading Challenge. Uh, they have, if you like reading, which you should, because reading is yeah. great for the soul. Oh, it is. Um, or listening to books. I'm not, yeah, I'm, not I'm pretty you. sure audio books count for it too. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they have. Uh, I think because you've got that sheet there. Can I you just do. can you just go into the library and say, hey, I want one of those. Yep, you can it's like grab a bingo the card, really. sheet, or you can go onto the website hastingslibraries.co.nz, and there is you can print it off from there or have cool. a look at it on there. Yeah, they've got uh, challenges, which, like I said, it's sort of like a bingo card, yep. really. Uh, yeah, you can win weekly prizes. It's yep. not just one big one at the end. No, so complete one challenge or send in your review for a challenge every week or just. Whenever you finish yeah. one, you go on the weekly challenge. And if you do four or more, there's 12, uh, you go on to win the big prize, yep. which is a pretty awesome prize. That's what I'm aiming for. Oh, yeah. It's the $200 Black Barn voucher and a hamper of locally sourced greatness. That's right. For just reading some books, you yep. can win a crew of people to come around to your house and build you your very own barn. Wouldn't that be awesome <laughs> if that was actually what it was? I think oh, I'm pretty sure I can drink $200 worth of wine at Black Barn. Oh, yeah. That is my theory. As, you know, no offence, yeah, you probably could. Yeah, I probably could, yeah. <laughs> I know a few people who could do that, actually. Uh, you can actually get quite creative as well, because mm. I did check that before coming, like, before starting. I was like, how creative can I get? And they're like, as creative as you want. Right. So one of the ones, which was get out of your comfort zone, try a different genre or format, the book that I borrowed from you. Oh, yes. I put that one in there as old school fantasy, because I don't read old, old school, school fantasy. fantasy. Yeah, like weird science fantasy, yeah. weird fiction. Right. Yep. slightly different to how today's yes. ones are. Yep. Um, I even got a well done on your creativity for putting it in this one. <laughs> so I was like, yes. That's cool. So yeah. what did you think of that? Uh, what Was it Rialto the Marvelous? Yes, By Rialto. Jack Vance. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know, Vance is the name of Vecna, which is a creature in Dungeons and Dragons. And the original magic done in Dungeons and Dragons is based off the way that Jack Vance did it. So there's a whole nice. lot of ties together across the decades. I like coming it. Coming from that. Randomly, in the weekend, I asked my brother if he wanted to learn to play Dungeons and Dragons so oh, he yeah. could teach me, and he said no. Oh. I don't know. 
bit rude. That's rude. I'll yeah. teach you. Yay! I, I'm genuine. I'm setting up a game with people who have never played before. Would you oh, like to join? Yes, I really, really would. Awesome. <laughs> oh, anyway, back to the book. I I enjoyed it. I struggled through bits of it. Yeah. Just because it's kind of like written different language yeah. in a different way. But no, overall it was brilliant. I loved it. <laughs> Did you like the... Because I think I described it as the style that it's written in because of the world that it's set in. It's just kind of odd. Mm. Everyone, everyone acts weirdly. It was... Odd, and like it took me a while to work out certain things weren't quite right, and it wasn't until a bit in that they kind of referenced that they're not really on Earth as we know it. And I was like, yeah. oh, this, this makes a little bit more sense mm-hmm. now. Subverts your expectations yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love Jack Vance's stuff. It's a lot of fun. And I found the book that I was originally going to give you, Eyes yes. of the Overworld. I forgot to bring it with me. That's right. I've been forgetting to give you the one you like me for a week now. <laughs> but I will. I'll bring it in uh, maybe Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Because um, it is, uh, like you say, old school fantasy. Mm. I think it's worth diving a little bit into the past. Yeah, I mean, I read some old westerns. It was a New Year's resolution about four years ago now. I realized, Specifically to read westerns? Yes, because it was the one genre I don't really read. I dabble right. in a few and then I have my total favourites. And I thought westerns is missing. Yeah. So I got some J.T. Edson, is it? I think that's him. Mm-hmm. Books. I've worked out which ones of his I like and which ones I don't. Cool. I'm slowly collecting them from the op shops because my dad won't give me his ones yet. Oh, that's oh. right. He's given me all his Wilbur Smith and Terry Pratchett. I you don't should, know why he won't give me the others. Well, you should just break in and steal <laughs> all of his Westerns. No. And I, leave a calling card as well. I'll leave my business card. <laughs> I just say they've gone to a good home. And cross out your name and write Ken's on it. I'll, just say, I'll, I'll give him Ken's calling card. Leave Ken's yeah. business card. <laughs> That'd be great. I think it's um, awesome. So, uh, so the yeah, the grand prize for the um, for the turn up the heat challenge is the voucher. But there are weekly prizes, so there you don't just have to do the, do the big one. Uh, two prizes drawn each week yep. for seven weeks. And if you so if you read more than one book or enter more than one book in a week, you actually go in more than once. Because mm-hmm. I did two in one you week. Can get multiple so entries. Yeah. So. The more you read, if you want to save them all up and enter them in one week, yep. you can do that, or you good. can send them through bit by bit. Yeah, and uh, I think it's worth saying that um, all prizes are proudly provided by the Friends of Hastings District Libraries. That's pretty so, cool. So uh, locally sourced, uh, it says amazing goodies from local businesses. Uh, so you'll be um, uh, you'll be getting stuff locally. It's not just going to mm. be you know, mass-produced stuff. Yeah, and I mean you can do this if you live in Napier as well. You don't have to live in yep. Hastings to take it's, part. It just happens awesome. to be hosted by yeah. Hastings. I think yeah. it's a brilliant idea though, because so often you see kids reading challenges in school holidays yep. and stuff. That's right. Um, us growing ups kind of miss out. Yeah. But they have some really good categories, I think. And I mean, there's one that's just recommend a book to us. Yeah. So I mean, pretty good. you could chuck anything in there. If I, you should, I should do that. I should recommend um, the uh, the complete tales of H.P. Lovecraft so that they get it in the library, so that then I can indefinitely have it out. That would be probably wrong because I think you can only renew books twice. Oh, bugger. But... <laughs> I'll just wait a month and then come back. Or I'll make multiple accounts. Yes. Now's the time to start getting my own fake ID. Yes. Well, my first one that I did was read a book by a local author and I read Journeying Him by yes. Christina Sanders. Mm-hmm. Based on my review, they've actually gone and booked or 
brought even two copies, which I think is cool. Awesome. So if anyone wants to read that book, it's a great book. It's about the first settlement in Wellington. Highly recommend it. Hastings District Library yeah. will have some. Yeah, it's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Doing good for the community. I Look at you. Know. Wow, go me. <laughs> Um, so I, I, since we're talking about books that we're reading, The Sea Clef, I've, mm-hmm. I've getting, gotten into that a little bit more because awesome. I'm, um, I play video games and stuff. So and I've been reading. I watch a lot of TV. So I've been reading the book at work on my lunch Ooh, break. Nice. Um, and it makes for a nice little break um, yep. in the in the monotony of work. It's awesome. Uh, really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, Are remember, you struggling? I struggled a little bit with it switching between the two stories. I've read a lot of stories that are like that. I have two, but At for some reason point. that one okay. was harder for me than some I, of them. I haven't found it difficult for that. Right at the beginning when there's a lot of... Uh, when you're meeting one of the characters, um, I can't precisely remember her name, but she's uh, one of the main characters. Uh, it was a little bit... I knew why it was there. It was exploring uh, her family, her motivations and things like that. That is then foreshadowing for, for things that have only just happened that I've been reading in the book. Uh, and I, I don't know, I wasn't super thrilled by it. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, I get this, but I felt like it went on for a little bit. Mm. Um, but otherwise, at the end of it, I was like, okay, I am glad that I read that because now I understand the character a little bit more. Oh, yeah. So it's certainly not something that I would say, that didn't need to be there in the first place. I think it was the when we're meeting the first chapter with the, the male lead character. I think that one, I was just like, what? <laughs> what like, keeps I, talking about his dog. Yeah, I literally kept reading because I'd met the author and Andrew's a lovely guy and I yep. thought, he's a nice guy. Surely this is not going to be crap. Right. So I suffered through for that. I was glad I did. You suffered through. <laughs> That's right, Andrew. We suffered through your book. No, On I'll, a side note, Andrew is going to be on the show at some point. Yes, which is, which is uh, a good segue into another thing that I want to chat about as well. Yes. Uh, but anyway, the, so the Sea Clef, it's, I think I've said before, I love conspiracy mm. theories and um, I listen to a lot of podcasts that discuss, not seriously, but they sort of analyse them. And so I've been really enjoying how this is coming together. There's only just been a revelation that I've gone, oh, I've done that a mm-hmm. few times in the book and I'm only like four chapters in. You've had the book for a while. Yeah, though. but I only read it <laughs> for a short amount. I might be more and I haven't been paying attention. I've just okay. been reading it, which is kind of a good thing, really. I've been yeah. paying attention to how far into the book I am. That's quite a good thing. Uh, but the action has ramped up now. Yeah, um, I think you're more than four chapters of there, Tramp yeah, Up. There have been kidnappings. The, yes, the, that one took me by surprise. The, I was like, what? Yeah, the police are involved. These, yeah. uh, these some um, uh, foreign invaders that are uh, nabbing um, uh, the American mm. uh, doctor, I think she is. Um, and it's just suddenly kicked off. And it, it really... It sort of got my blood pumping a little bit because the action scene of the kidnapping taking place, it wasn't just, oh, no, these people have been taken. It followed along from their perspective mm. and it shot back to the police desperately yes. trying to get to them. It's very well done. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that kind of perspective change. And then I was like, they're going to get them. Oh, my God, they're actually going to get them. And then that got subverted. I'm not going to say how because you should read the book. I at, think you should read the book. At this point, I think I'm pretty comfortable with saying, yeah, it's a good book. Go mm. read it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. The Sea Cliff by Andrew Harris. Yep. And there's two others that he's got out as yes, well. Yes. What is it? More? More is the third one. And yep. A Litany of Good Intentions That's is the, the second one. Yeah. Uh, but I've been, uh, I've got a bunch of questions that I want to ask mm-hmm. Andrew that I'll be doing likely the same that I did with Jeremy. Yep. Um, just want to say, Jeremy Roberts, lovely man. Really yeah, enjoyed that interview that we had. 
Um, but yeah, I've I've been exploring uh, some other candidates yep. for interviews. Awesome. And one of the people who has said yes, uh, Rebecca Lagos, yeah, um, who was my English teacher back at Ooh. high school. Uh, she has done her thesis on Louise Gluck a very well-renowned poet from some time ago. Uh, I think she was a, a Pulitzer Prize-winning poet. Wow. Um, very, very um, inspirational to my friend Amy Pepper, who came on and helped with a horror narration. Uh, she's the one who actually recommended Rebecca to me to ask. Uh, Rebecca was very, very surprised when I sent her a message and said, <laughs> would you be... And she said, oh, my God, I'm so flattered. <laughs> That'll be awesome. So she she's keen to come in. Hopefully yeah. we'll be able to uh, get some stuff done there. But another friend of mine who is part of... So once again, I don't live in the world of... In this world, like performance and, um, and performance art and musicals and things. No. But a few people may know that Amanda Palmer, who is a... At this point, I think it would be fair to say world-renowned uh, performer, musician, writer... Uh, resides currently in Hastings. Sorry, Hawke's Bay. Hawke's Bay. It's Havelock North, isn't it? Yep. Uh, she is doing shows. I think we yep. were her last leg of the tour, but then everything happened. Yep. Um, she was stuck here with uh, Neil Gaiman, her husband, and their son. Um, they have gone back to, I think, England or America. I can't remember which. Uh, she has stayed here to you know do her performances. I have been diving headfirst into her material to try mm -hmm. and learn a little bit more, because much like Jeremy, it would have been extremely rude of me to not actually explore what they do, because I hope to have her coming in, because a friend oh. of mine is part of her private forum. That uh, would be amazing. I know that Amanda Palmer, she's on Patreon. Go support her. Go give her some money. I um, have a friend that would be so jealous because when she came to stay with me for a week, we kept trying to bump into Amanda Palmer. <laughs> Did not succeed, by the way. Um, but yeah, Joe was like, let's, let's go to Havelock. We might yeah. see her. She might just be randomly there. We might see her for just a moment. Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yes, my friend Alana, thank you, Alana, has you, um, Alana. made a post on Amanda's forums on our behalf. Uh, I would say on my behalf, but it's us, our uh, behalf. I think it's on both of us, yeah. With the link to the, uh, the interview with Jeremy to sort of give an example of this is how our interviewing style and things, um, to basically be like, hey, Amanda, if, you, if you see this, <laughs> these guys have a... Uh, because... Um, I will likely be trying to find whatever contact email she might have. Um, but Alana said that she will be, it'll be more likely for that to be spotted mm -hmm. rather than like some sort of business email. Uh, so I'm going to see how that go, goes yes. about. And then, of course, we've got Andrew Harris. Yep. Which yep. we hope to get in. Uh, who else have we got? Um, got? A few that we might be able to yeah, get. Because yeah. you, knew, you knew another poet, I think. Uh, or am I just thinking that Jeremy um, is suddenly split into two people? I think you're people? thinking Jeremy split into <laughs> two people. Um, although Jeremy does have a lot of contacts. I'm mm, sure, like, because yeah. he interviews a poet every month. Yeah. Yep. Um, I would like to get a singer-songwriter, or a songwriter at least, on yeah. here at some point. But the only one I know lives on Waiheke Island, which is a teeny tad far away. A little bit of, away. A little while away. A little while away. Uh, but I'm yeah. trying to convince him to come down here. Mm. Uh, the surf is good, apparently, so okay. he may at some point. Maybe we could does, do a, if we'll you and I both learn how to surf and take the recording <laughs> equipment on a really big surfboard 
No. Um, I'm not going to learn to surf. I'm sure he would come in here if I asked him. I could, would he surf in here? Would he that could, be a requirement oh, on the agreement? He would probably skateboard down here. <laughs> would come in. This is the most radical interview ever. Oh, yeah. It's going to go that well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, if you guys listening know any anyone that could add a stretch, be considered literacy involved, yeah. we'd and love to talk to them. Like uh, like Jill says, singer-songwriter, that counts, sort of falls under this umbrella. It, it involves creation of written art yes. or performed art through your yeah. head, through your brain. I think so. I mean, writing songs is... Some people say it's like writing poetry. Other yeah. people say it's completely not. Yeah. So I'd like to, I don't know. Get those perspectives get in. them, yeah. Mm. Yeah. A dual interview would be interesting. Oh, that would be. Uh, have a, not so much a debate, but a discussion of two different viewpoints and yeah. see what goes on there. That'd be quite fun. That could be quite fun. Mm. Lots of plans in the works, I guess. Yeah. See if we can pull them together. We just need to wait for them to, to send a response. Mm, yes. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about books before we went on air. We, yes. we managed to fill in the time of the studio very well. About with 20 what we're minutes, about. I think, yeah. we were just talking about stuff. And one of the books that I talked about, I've just finished it, is The Girl with All the Gifts. Oh, yes. Got um, film now. Yes, yeah, so that's the film now. The film is pretty accurate. The ending has a teeny tiny detail that's wrong that really irritated me. Mm -hmm. um, just the pedantic person in me going, girl, you should have done that properly. <laughs> well, was it was it one of the th those things that not so much makes or breaks the film, but it's something that you go, you could have just done it the way in the book. Yeah, it was a bit like that. It was like the rest of it was so... I wouldn't say 100% accurate, but for a movie made from a book, right. it followed the storyline properly. Like, the characters were close to what you, or what I'd imagine they would be, and my friends all agreed. And then at the very end, but you're like, you could have done it, right? The, why didn't The you? decision to change it is confusing. Yeah. It doesn't make sense as to why they changed it. Not at all. Okay. So, but it's really good. Um, the book, I love the book. It just kind of, like, slowly takes off and then you just like can't put it down can't put right. it down and you have no idea where it's going because you're running out of pages and it still seems to be like <laughs> so much to be decided and happen and then like a page half a page it just all ends up wraps right. itself up and you're like whoa, wow what <laughs> in I mean, a good way in a good way i don't way. think i've ever read a book like that maybe the, the goosebumps choose your own adventure books oh my god i love choose your own adventure <laughs> books so much fun uh i'm always... growing up one not that I've read Choose Your Own Apocalypse, which was quite good, except for the fact I ended up with it during lockdown. Oh. And one of the scenarios is that Trump releases a virus that kills the world. And I was like, oh, no. Okay. New, cons <laughs> new conspiracy theory Facebook users? <laughs> the, book, the book came out before Corona happened. I was like, how did it know? Well, it's one of those things like uh, the game Plague Inc. that has you playing as a disease. Mm. Uh, it's just you know that's the that's the thing of it. And the makers of that game got messages like, "Hey, thank you for you know helping us understand." And they're just like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! We are not the CDC. We don't know how. No. We're just trying to be really accurate as to how diseases work." And there's there's plenty of much like anything when something has existed for a while, no one really pays attention to it. But when something happens in the real world on a scale like this. And they they see something. Oh, this has existed for years. They predicted it. No, they yeah. didn't predict it. It's like every <laughs> so many books I read are the ones that are like the world after some massive event. Yes. Going back and reading them now, and I'm like, oh, it was a 
virus thing, but I never noticed the first mm. time I read them because there wasn't a virus that had shut so down not, our world. It, yeah, it's relatable, but not quite on that. Yeah, that level. But I hadn't realised how many of my books start with a virus. Oh, I to me, it's just like, oh yeah, it's post-apocalyptic, right? And I just assume like world went to war or whatever. Mm-hmm. But most of them start with a virus. I was like, oh, this is this is an interesting thing. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what books I had when I was a kid. I know I had a lot of Anthony Horowitz. Mm-hmm. who I believe has just released a new Alex Ryder book. Ooh. Uh, so congratulations to him. Uh, uh, Alex Ryder, of course, the um, one of the pinnacle young adult uh, boy turns into a spy series. Because it's so believable when you're a grown-up. Very believable when you're <laughs> growing up. Uh, but they have got a TV series now oh, for yeah. Alex Ryder, which I'm definitely going to watch. It uh, looks pretty good. But they've put a love triangle in it. Uh, Why did they have to do that? It didn't even have that in the books. Not even an inkling nah. of some kind of... There was, I think, one of the books where he had some kind of love interest. Uh, I think she dies or something. I don't know. It's I been remember, a while since I've read... I used to read The Babysitter's Club all oh, the time. Oh, The Babysitter's <laughs> yeah. Club. There I never was, saw those books. There was a TV series as well. There was. I think. I watched one episode and I was like, it's so wrong. <laughs> I just didn't watch any more and I stuck with only the books. Wrong with inaccurate to the books? I or just, wrong like you watch it and you go, what were these people thinking? They just hadn't read the same book I had read, basically. <laughs> like, the characters were so wrong. And I was like, no. Right. It's not, it's not how they are in the books. Yeah. It's not right. Not going to watch anymore. Wasn't there something about horses as well? There was, like, the Horse Sitters Club? There was a horse series. I don't like horses, so I didn't read it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love horses. I just don't I like, have one. I like horses from a distance, and I'd love to own one, but I'm not ever riding another and horse. And have it three paddocks away, oh, no. and you just yeah. look for a spyglass. Oh, no. It's got to have, like, it can be up by its nice fence, and I'll go stroke it. Yeah. I'm just not going to be in the same paddock. Ah, interesting. Yeah. I love riding horses. There's something nah. so freeing and wonderful about it. Done it three times. That was enough. Wow. None of them went well. <laughs> I had some pretty good experiences with the horses. They were all at um, Stony Creek Ranch. Mm. Rest in peace, Stony Creek Ranch. They went out of business because they misused their money, as far as at I understand. At least it's nothing to do with bad treatment of animals. Yes. That I is mean, that's I one plus. To be. <laughs> so one of, one of the talking points that I've written down, because I was, I was thinking about it today, mainly because I was thinking about the show and then how we're going to talk about uh, Rebecca Lagos coming in, um, what we studied in... Um, in terms of films and books at school. So what did you, what were you made to look very absurdly deeply into? In in fourth form, we had to read Ziva Zachariah, and I was kind of annoyed because everyone else got to read Tomorrow When the War Began. Oh, my sister got to read that. And I didn't read it because I knew I had to study it. Right. And then I got Ziva Zachariah instead, which brilliant book movie was crap okay brilliant book though so tell me more i can't really remember it i know the world's ended because of some nuclear event right is it Um, because of someone called zachariah i don't know (laughs) i'm pretty sure the main person was a girl but i could be wrong on that okay um there's only like two characters in the book she's like the last person alive basically and then this random man turns up Mm -hmm. that's all i remember is he zachariah I don't know. I was 14 when I read it. I do remember, though. So I is... Because our class was supposedly the brainy class. Right, the brainy the class. class. She, said, she said it with big quote marks. Yeah. Um, we didn't score higher than the other class. Anyway. I see. So we had to write chapter summaries as we read it. 
My friend in the not brainy class, we did have four, <laughs> not just two. Um, she read just my chapter summaries, got a higher mark than me. Wow. Oh, I know. Wow. So either I write good chapter summaries or I just exam badly. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, I think I did quite well because we studied uh, Donnie Darko in media Ooh. studies. Amazing film. We didn't have media studies, we just had English. Right. No, sorry, we didn't study Donnie Darko. I chose it because my sister studied Donnie Darko mm. and she made me watch it with her. Um, I do to... remember watching it at school, but it wasn't for school. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, there were plenty of those times. Mm. Where sometimes, like, they'll always deny it, but sometimes there were teachers that were just like, I just don't want to do anything oh, today. We're going to watch a film. Our chemistry <laughs> teacher did that. He'd just be like, eh, and put on South Park. <laughs> South Park. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So the film we studied, the only one I remember is Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yes. We did do two. I right. don't remember the other one. But Shawshank Redemption. I don't think I ever watched that film, but so many people, so many others did. And they're like, but we watched it in, at school. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I didn't really watch it at school. I remember we had to do, you know, those visual art, like that poster from the oh, thing. Oh, yes. And I always hated those because I'm not good at artwork. Same. And it's like, this is an English class. Why are you judging me on my artwork? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was terrible in art class, geography class, and uh, media I wasn't too great at, but anything visual I was terrible. I was terrible in... Uh, in geography because I was bad at art because we would have to draw maps. Uh, I was good at geography because I had a good remembrance for drawing maps. I was right. terrible at art. At art. didn't even pass third form, which apparently is not meant to be able to happen, but I didn't <laughs> pass it. I was terrible at classics as well. Classics? Yeah. What was that? Classical studies. So like oh, really right. old English. Okay. Um, my brother took it and he enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I should have got the hint that I didn't like English, so I probably shouldn't have taken it, but I did. Okay. I think classics might have been something that I could have taken, but I don't think I did. I seem to remember, maybe it was my sister who took it? I can't remember mm. at this point. I do know my final mark was quite low ah. after being rounded. <laughs> right, after being rounded up? <laughs> rounded up. Yeah, my year didn't do so good. Oh, no. But we got to read Socrates, which I really did Ooh, like. What do you think of Socrates? He was so. Me and my friend did it, and we each played a part. Right. She was Socrates. I was the other person. Every so often she'd hit me because I'd just start going, oh, my God, you're such a pain. Shut up. And like, that's not in the book. <laughs> But he was irritating. Okay. But in, in a good way. Was he very pretentious? Yes. Or with just the things that you read, you're like, why did you say that? Yeah, and like, in the book that we were reading anyway, it was just like he would just go on and on, and basically all he was doing was going, I'm better than you. Oh, I In see. a really long, drawn-out way. The, the implication something. was always that... Yeah. <laughs> and me being the other person that had to just sit and listen to us, I was like, oh, you're so irritating. Yeah. Yep. I used to annoy a friend of mine who I think he, he was interested in philosophy and he was talking about it and I'd go and he would say, and you know, they would just ask questions like, you know, why, why is, you know, why are numbers numbered the way that they are and to look into things like that. And I said, ah, yes, why is two plus two? And I would just say really stupid <laughs> things just to annoy him. <laughs> I actually did take philosophy at uni. Mm -hmm. It's one of my degrees. Nice. In philosophy. Awesome. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed my travel and tourism introductory skills I think I got mm. and I was going to go into being a travel agent but uh, then I 
found out that I was a really lazy person. Yeah. Well, see, I liked liked philosophy because it basically boiled down to, in the exams and stuff, you had to state both sides of the argument and then say why one is better than the other. And I like trying to see things from both sides. So to me, it suited really well. And there was no wrong side. As long as you could say that one was more true or it was better argument so it wins oh, and I like that because it wasn't right or wrong it was just based on how you laid it out and as okay. long as you got the main facts right and then saying hey this one's better because and then listing those reasons right so it's more about being truthful than correct mm. oh. and kind of being open minded to be able to see the other side yep. that may not be the one you agree with yeah. and saying what it's good points are being as well as it's bad points being able to understand where they're yeah. coming from um, sort of like a good way of teaching empathy yeah that's cool Yeah. so apart from uh, Zephyr Zachariah did you study any other books uh, in 5th and 6th and 7th we form? jumped to Shakespeare Shakespeare how was Shakespeare? Well, we did Macbeth. Uh-huh. Um, if you've ever seen a picture of me or you listeners, I managed to become the red-headed witch for some unknown reason. Who knows how? <laughs> I don't know how. Listeners, if you have any ideas, send us an email <laughs> with your guesses. <laughs> uh, and we also studied Othello, which I actually really enjoyed. Uh-huh. Macbeth, not so much. I thought he was just weird until <laughs> I did go see Macbeth in Scotland. It makes okay. so much more sense in Scottish accents. Okay. Don't know why it just does. Interesting, yeah. because normal speech in Scottish accents makes no sense. Yeah, but Macbeth makes perfect <laughs> sense. Um, Othello, yeah, I really liked that one. So I'm very, very ignorant when it comes to Shakespeare. All, all I know is, that it's basically a meme at this point, is that Macbeth is the one with all the murders. Yeah, and the ghost. And the ghost. There's a ghost. I'm pretty sure Duncan becomes a ghost, doesn't he? Oh, okay. I and what's so. what's Othello about? Othello is basically a man that gets jealous and then goes crazy. Oh. Maybe on, like, he's influenced by his friend who he thinks is his friend, but his friend is setting him up to see Ooh. things that aren't there. Interesting. Othello may kill his wife because may. he's jealous. May or may not. Well, it's like, I mean, if you watch the movie, it's pretty conclusive that it does. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is in the book, too. <laughs> yeah. So so was was it just Shakespeare for the rest of your years at school? Shakespeare for the plays. We did Wilfred Owen for poetry. Who was that? He was a First World War poet. Oh. Or a Second World interesting. War. Interesting. I think he was a First World War because he keeps talking about the trenches. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, I had to memorise about four of his poems for the exams. What fun. So much fun. I end up doing them in my head to music because I can memorise lyrics better than I can poetry. Yeah. We never... Yeah, I mean, I've pretty much demonstrated by now that poetry definitely was not my kind of thing. We did... At one point, I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was in, uh, I think it was specifically creative writing class, not English class, mm. creative writing class. And I think your we, school offered more options than mine. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, was, I never really paid much attention. We basically to the had the basics. <laughs> I just kind of looked as a, I, I want that one, that one, and that one. And that was it. I didn't really put much thought into it. <laughs> so um, we, we studied a poet and, his, and this one poem, and this is where... This is where I resonate very, very quite a bit, rather a lot, with um, uh, the joke that, oh, but why was the curtain blue? Because I lived that. 
there was an actual in the in the poem there was something about the his shoes were blue or his curtains were blue and we quite literally had to discuss seriously why the poet decided that it was blue but no one knows <laughs> except for the poet i mean i i understand that that's you know that's the fun of it to try and no it's not you know, fun um you know well that's what the teacher always says that you know that's the point of it to try and discuss no. and i'm like but we don't care and so <laughs> what we quite literally did was we sent a letter to the poet to oh. talk, ask about the poem and I don't think he ever responded. He probably <laughs> looked at it and said, "Oh, I another one." Picked it because it rhymed. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been. Oh. But there was. What else did we do in terms of? Because I've got to do uh, Rebecca a solid here and remember what she taught me. Otherwise, she's going to chew me out if she listens to this and then we interview. So we did a film called "I'm Not Scared," which was, Never I believe, an Italian horror film. But it was, as Rebecca described, it was. The director was trying to make a horror film set in the daytime. Make a horror film in the day because that's I, very different. I don't think I'd like that because the night's scary enough because of all the horror films. Exactly, and that's usually why horror films are scary because it's at yeah. nighttime. The dark is scary to everyone because yes. it's fear of the unknown. Well, no, see, if a horror movie during the day would scare me, that would, but then it would make me scared of daytime Yeah, as well as nighttime. And, and that's what the director appeared to be trying to do is trying to subvert the fact that most horror films are at nighttime, so he was trying to do it during mm-hmm. the daytime. It wasn't supernatural horror. It was people horror. People doing awful, terrible Ooh, things. No, that's that actually does happen. It that's was not cool. It was an interesting film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, content warning for a lot of people. It's got some themes in there that I would not recommend to some people. And you watched it at school. It's got <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, this was what year would this have been? I think maybe fifth form. Um, yeah. So we were fairly mature, mm-hmm. uh, as mature as high schoolers can be. Well, uh, you think you're quite mature at 16, yeah. 15, 16. Everyone thinks that yeah. they're mature at the age that they are. Yeah, you think you know everything and that you'll yeah. be fine. But that is one of the things that makes me respect Rebecca so much is because she respected her class by going like, yeah, I think you are all mature enough yeah. to be able to study these sorts of things. And yeah. we did. Yeah. Um, I, I did really well in English, and I attribute that mostly to Rebecca's teaching because she... do matter a lot. Yeah. Like the, I was the good styles. at I was good at maths, and that's purely because Miss Wilson was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. Um, I. I think I sent Rebecca a, a birthday message either this year or last year, and I just said to her, "Thank you for teaching us that questioning things and discussing things is okay. Yeah, that it's perfectly fine to be like, I want to look more into this. Yeah, and that was yeah, like I said, teaching mm. styles can hugely matter. I'm garbage at maths. Mm. I just. As much as my grandmother was an absolute whiz, she was an actual mathematics teacher and physics teacher. She could have taught me, but I never took that opportunity. I was stupid for not doing it. I feel like you've <laughs> got to have a bit of an inclination towards it. I mean, I've always right. loved maths and numbers and mm. graphs and stuff like that. Okay. So I think it was always destined to be the, the manager, one yeah. that I would like. <laughs> because the manager here is so much math to do. <laughs> Um, I did think of the other movie that we watched, though. We watched Ooh. The Power of One. The I, Bryce Courtney wrote the book. Um, we didn't study the book. We only watched Bryce the movie. Bryce Courtney. I know the name. I know the. I know of the book. I it's, have not read it. I haven't read the book either. Okay. Pretty big. The movie was pretty long. Um, it's set in, like, South Africa in the middle of apartheid. Right. Um, I don't really remember a lot of it. There's a few things, though, that we had to kind of 
study from the film side that now when I watch movies, I just sit and, oh, they're doing their little trick thing. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of ruins it a little bit, but yeah. it was a good movie. That's cool. It was, I'm pretty sure there were bits in that that I thought, oh, I don't know if mum and dad would be okay with me watching that. Right. I'm pretty sure there's a bit of violence in it. Yep. Um, and back at that point, that's not something my parents would have encouraged me or let me watch had they known I that see. I was watching it. Okay. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they know now. <laughs> <laughs> They're on their way. I can hear their car. All the way from Mangakino. <laughs> <laughs> cool, we'll be out of here by the time they're here. Uh, no, so yeah. we... The other film that we did under Rebecca's class was uh, American Beauty. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a film. We just watched that one. That Yeah, that was yeah. a film. Um that, for me, is one of those interesting films that I went home and told Dad I really liked it, not realising oh, yeah. Dad was going to go watch it. Oh, okay. Uh, and I was like, okay, uh, this is now a little bit awkward. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> no, well, it was interesting. I think, um, once again, Rebecca's the way that she taught uh, really helped to establish, and I think every teacher should foster this mm. in kids. It seems obvious, but apparently some countries and some people need reminding to, you know, foster that creativity and imagination yeah. and, to, and to look harder at things yep. past their face value. Oh, we also, um, the Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Romeo and Juliet oh, film. Try where, watching that, it was so painful. I think it was DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Yeah, it's a painful movie. It was fine. We, <laughs> I wasn't really into it. The other one we watched, I think, in fifth form was Gattaca. Oh, I that's love, our Jude Law and yeah, someone else. Yeah, I love that movie. I actually own that movie. Oh. I still watch it and enjoy it. And there's moments where I think, oh, yeah, I remember we studied this bit of it. Right. Um, but I actually think I enjoy it more because we did study it and we looked at different themes yeah. in it yeah. and everything. Whereas if I'd watched it as a movie, I think I would have missed a fair few okay. bits of it. I, I accidentally... Uh, did something because of our studies in American Beauty where the main character played by Kevin Spacey um, (laughs) (laughs) he plays a guy called Lester Mm. and at at the start of the film he's constantly being called Les you know Les Mm. just as like a short but we were taught uh, we basically end up discussing that yeah he's being called that because it's the film implying to us that he has less he is less than oh, he is inferior yeah and then um as that it progresses through as it progresses through the film he starts being called by his full name which means mm-hmm. that he is now himself again and um one of the things that i did my, so my dad went out to this um it was like a murder mystery performance mm-hmm. where you didn't so much take part but you watched as this play goes on and he showed me the pamphlet um, after he'd gotten back from it. It was like a week later, and I went over to visit him. And he said, oh, yeah, we went to this, and the, you know, the name of the butler, and there's all the different characters. You know, you don't know which one did the murder. And I said, yeah, it's probably that one. He said, how did you... And it was because his name, it wasn't Lester, but it was something similar. And I, was, and I said, I bet it's that guy because it's got the word less in it, which tricks you into thinking that it's not him. <laughs> And I said, that was my reasoning. And Dad said, yeah, yeah, that that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, I would have been a real... People would have liked me if I was there. And I would have just gone, yeah, it's him because of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm always so bad at guessing who's who. We went to, uh, last year, 
Theatre Hawks Bay held a murder mystery night. Ooh. So they had the actors and actresses playing the parts. Yeah. And everyone else was in the, the carriages with the tables. Cause There's one going on, on the tonight. Disorient Express. Disorient Express. <laughs> I completely got wrong who did it. Oh. Um, but I always do. In all crime books, I'll be like, whoa, didn't so see that coming. Were you a viewer in this or are you part of it? You're kind of... So you're watching, but you're part of it because they come around and you you're can ask questions and stuff. Oh, I see. But they are the ones the, that are the suspects. Yeah, there's one going on tonight. Um, yeah. Right now, I think. Oh, that's <laughs> maybe, where we should be. Or maybe in 15 minutes. It's in either Havelock or Napier. Yeah. Um, that um, Alana was going to be going to, but yeah. she couldn't find anyone to go with on such short notice. I was going to go, but I had this to do. Yeah. Uh, but this the, is way more important. But the one tonight is uh, entirely, you, you're dressed up, you you are assigned a character to yeah. play, and you are fully immersed I've in it. I've heard of those. And I was like, that sounds like so much fun. No. Um, I'd make a terrible murderer, though, because as much as I think I could get the Mina down, I have a terrible poker face. Oh yeah, my oh, apparently my good hand and bad hand poker face is exactly the same. <laughs> my brother says he can tell when I've got like a middle hand that's gonna do nothing. <laughs> but he can't tell, otherwise I've either got a really good or a really bad. He right. doesn't know which. <laughs> same thing. Usually my, my poker face is always a uh, surprise because I'm surprised that I know what I'm doing because I've never been able to retain all of the information about how to play. I can't play poker to save my life. I can play, I'm just really bad at it. I <laughs> never could be bothered learning what does what. Okay. Like I know the terms like full house and all yeah. of that, but I've never bothered actually retaining what What's beats What's better than what. Yeah. yeah, and which combination yeah. beats out that combination? I, I know there's these, you know, call and raise and everything, but when I'm watching poker tournaments, it's like, okay, so he's going to call that, but he he's only called. Why is he putting in more? He's yeah. raised, and I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get how when they do it, and then they all put their cards down, someone gets all the money because I'll be like, but his hand was better, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and how they do it so quickly as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fe- I mean, these people have been playing it for years. I mean, most of them are professional poker players that yeah. go to those tournaments. They're not like average I used, I used to watch the um, the Sky City poker tournaments that we broadcast like on Channel 1 at mm. like 1am in the morning and I'd watch, I'd watch those because I found it interesting. I sometimes watch the darts with my dad. The darts, yeah. yeah. Dart champion, world darts championships. Yeah. Um, enough that I now recognise different players, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, he should beat him." Oh, and that's cool. Um, I'm completely rubbish at darts, but it is quite fun watching. Like, yeah, they're really good. It's does does darts have anything to do with needing to like read other players, or is it straight up just skill? Straight up just skill, gotcha. I think. But you've got to like, if you're really good, you can kind of mind trick the other one so that they start thinking they're not as good kind ah, of thing. faking them out. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, speaking of reading people... Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so you see what I did? I was sitting yes. up for a nice segue. So what was... Out, so out of, you know, Zephyr Zachariah, uh, Shakespeare, and everything that you studied in school, what was your favourite one to tackle? Favourite one? You know, because uh, you, did, you did philosophy, yeah. you studied Shakespeare, so which one did you enjoy the most? My favourite paper or subject completely was philosophy of ethics. I loved Ooh, it. Oh, interesting. That, that's the one that stood out for me the most. Mm. I think it was a second year paper at uni. Right. See, to me, the, the, the really uh, annoying part of me is going, hmm, yes, why are ethics? <laughs> <laughs> 
I think purely that one, we just had a brilliant teacher. Okay. Um, the lecturer was amazing. Um, the tutorials with the tutors were really good yep. and everything. Um, I wouldn't say I'm really a big Englishy person. Right. Although both my degrees, I've got a double major in, or a degree with double majors being philosophy and media studies. Obviously okay. media studies to get here. Yeah. Um, no, media studies was quite good actually. Purely because, I mean, I did an essay on Michael Jackson at one point. Oh, cool. Because I could. You know, I had to analyse a song or something, so I chose right. one of his. <laughs> Shows how much I remembered. <laughs> I did. I did a speech on because you know we always had to do speeches. Yeah, oh my god! Did you speeches. have to do a specific kind of speech? Because we were given a theme that we had to go with. Well, not really a theme, but we, a style. Speeches, as far as I remember, I've either blacked it out or I skipped school on certain days. We only had to do them in third and fourth form right. in primary school. As far as I'm aware, fifth, sixth, and seventh we didn't have to. But I may have just played hooky because I did on certain <laughs> days. <laughs> It's pretty cool. I know I'm not going to go to class. I'm going to hit a ball with yeah, a stick. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> we'll just go do stuff. And then by the end, by seventh form, my mum was working half days and my best friend's mum was working half days and they were the opposite half. So oh. we'd just swap houses to the one where okay. the parent was not home. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Just if we didn't want to be at school. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we had, um, in the earlier years at high school I think high school it just had to be like a factual speech oh but no I didn't have to I remember someone writing a speech on the life of a pig and of how they pig. like hang up washing and wow. it's their duty to hang on as tight as possible yep. yeah so it doesn't have to be factual it's an analogy for adulthood <laughs> <laughs> hang on because if just you let hang go hang on tight people if you, if you let go you're just going to plummet <laughs> yeah I wouldn't be blown away, never yeah. be seen again. Our our future ones had to be uh, persuasive. We had to it had to be persuade. Yeah, it had ah. to persuade the audience of something. And so originally, I was gonna do. I was gonna go with just what I thought was gonna get me good marks because yeah. I didn't really care less. And <laughs> so I was gonna do uh, video games are bad, basically. But they're not. But um, I think it was my sister who said, "Why not flip it?" I said, "What do you mm. mean?" She said do it how like video games are a good thing and i was like that's interesting because i was a i was a mm. i played video games even back then um back in my day <laughs> and so i i eventually came up with the points of uh it teaches you how to save as in yep. money like you know it teaches you yes. good money discipline yeah you know if if you're you know just a kid at home and your parents aren't just going to buy you everything you've got to save that chore money especially if you've got a nintendo 64 and the game's like 120 dollars yeah. and you earn two dollars a week pocket money like <laughs> it's hard yeah quick do the maths take <laughs> <laughs> your 60 weeks jesus <laughs> Just over it's a, a year. That's, that's a not long too bad. time. Two dollars a week. Wow. We yeah. Oh, remember back then if you had five dollars, you were basically god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My problem was I kept spending it on lollies at the dairy on the way home yep. from school. My brother didn't. He always had more money than me. I was like, how come you yeah. have money? And he's like, I don't buy lollies. He should have started. He should have flaunted that and be like, hey, I'll give you this money if you do my chores for me. No, That's capitalism, I, baby. I used to pay him to do my share sometimes. Like if, there was one time we had to wash all the windows and um. I paid him to do some of the ones I couldn't be bothered doing. Oh. So he did over half, but I brought him some ice creams or something. Nice. Yeah. Ice cream's good. I want ice cream now. Why'd you have to do that? 
got 10 more minutes to go then you can go get ice cream. And we've got 10 more minutes that you have to suffer through us, audience. Sorry. You're not suffering. You're enjoying it. You're sitting there going, oh my God, I want to meet these awesome people. Okay, you come in for an interview. So who, who would you, living or dead... Uh, to do with you know an author yes. or some sort autobiographies of autobiographies count right? Who, yeah, who would you want to interview the most? I would want to interview Ian McCursey, I think it is. He did okay. the Gene Batten biography, and I'm not it's familiar. Fascinating. Okay, tell me more. Oh, I just I so I read it, and I mean Gene Batten's a fascinating woman. Mm-hmm. I. I'd like to meet her, but I'd like to meet him because he wrote her biography, made it interesting, even though some of it was very just dry facts and okay. hard to probably make interesting. Right. Um, I'd love to ask him more about stuff that did or didn't get in the book or whatever, wow. you know, and see who else he's written biographies for. I know I should look it up, but I haven't quite got around <laughs> to it yet. Well, you don't have internet at home, so you can't Google it. No, I do not. You I could, could Google it at work. You could have internet at home, but you don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't miss it. Yeah. No, I've, a, a few people that I know have said that they're fine with just using I, either phone yeah, data or... I actually really like the hours I've got back from not trawling Netflix to see what I yeah. wanted to watch and then realise an hour and a half has gone by and yeah. I still haven't picked anything. Yeah. yeah, I've got a list now. I haven't yeah. touched it yet. My list on Netflix got to, I think it was about 80 movies and TV shows. Wow. There was no time to watch them all. And the amount of times I'd scroll through and go, oh, I don't feel like watching any of these. So I'd look for other things and I'd spend my whole night trying to find something to watch. That I find it easiest to watch a film or a show with someone else. Yeah. On my own. If it's like if it's a comedy, I can watch it. Like Monty Python's Flying Circus is on Netflix, so I've just been watching that for the past couple of days. Nice. Um, but so anyway, we'll go back to the interview <laughs> people. Yes. Who would you want to have in here? Jeez. Um, I mean, you asked the question, you must have an answer in the back I, of your I brain. would enjoy having Anthony Horowitz here. Mm. I think he'd be an interesting guy because I follow him on Twitter and mm-hmm. he's not just some celebrity on Twitter. He interacts with people, he yeah. talks to people. He doesn't seem like the kind of celebrity who's like, I'm a celebrity, you are mm. all beneath me. He seems like a pretty down-to-earth dude. Yeah. I've spoken to him nice. on Twitter. We've had a bit of a back well, and I'll forth. ask him if he's ever over here. Yeah. Sidetrack yeah. down here for us. Um, one of the oh, here's something. It is book related. So you know Andy Griffiths, yes. Uh, the just tricking, just disgusting, all that sort of thing. I got to meet him once. Ooh. Uh, it was back in I was at Hastings Intermediate. Yeah. And I had the just tricking book. Mm-hmm. It was the only just book of Andy's stuff. Yeah. And I thought it was great. You know, mm-hmm. it was equal parts stupid, ridiculous, hilarious. Absurd. Um, Terry Denton, I haven't forgotten his name, the illustrator, yes. does a great job of his equally ridiculous, stupid, absurd things. Um, the, books, the Day My Bum Went Psycho. I thought that was a piece of literary genius. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was like, you can do that? You can write yes. books about bums? Yes. <laughs> I love it. And then the, the sequel, Bumageddon, which is just great. <laughs> Oh my god! So, so it was Andy Griffiths was coming to Havelock North, uh, Havelock North High School for a uh, not specifically for the high school, but for that just happened to be the location that they chose to so the auditorium, to where you could ask questions and he would talk about his stuff. And we were told very specifically, if you have one of his books, bring it 
and he will sign it for you. Nice. And so I still have with me mm-hmm. my just tricking uh, Andy Griffith's book uh, with on the front it has a bum that he drew because <laughs> I remember I was a little kid I was um, like 11, 12 years old that would be the best thing for little it kids it was so cool because <laughs> I didn't so much idolise him I was just like I'm going to get an autograph yeah. by a guy whose book I have and because there weren't a lot of us no. that actually owned a book by him most of us only had books that we could get from the library because I mean at that age you got library books yep I believe the book I got it from the uh, the Duffy uh, book fair or whatever yeah. it was called and uh, I had read it in the library but I'd said to my parents oh I want my own I want my own yeah. copy and I think that's where it came from and so I just remember there was maybe 20 of us there wasn't mm-hmm. many of us there was Havelock North kids and Hastings Intermediate mm-hmm. kids that had gone in wow and um, yeah I was in the line I went up and yeah. I I think I just said, I would have I must have said something really stupid like I really like your books yep. like yeah great job me yeah well <laughs> Oh, notes of books that you've got signed. I've got a few signed. Ooh. But the one that I will remember, I guess, or like the most is uh, Nalini Singh one. Uh-huh. I have most of her collections. Um, what kind of books does she write? She writes paranormal romance, I'd Ooh. say. That's what I call them anyway. She's a New Zealand writer. Oh, cool. Um, and so I went to hear her talk about her books for... I said it was my birthday present. It was on like two days after my birthday, so... Obviously, had to. It's within seven days, so it counts. Yeah, and so everyone else at the end of it that was getting their book signed had like big stacks, obviously proving we've got all your books. Oh yeah, and she was just signing Nalini Singh on all of them, and then I rock up with just one book and say, "This is my absolute favourite." I was like, "Can you just sign this one?" And I got this nice little meter. Hi, Jill. Nice to meet you, Nalini. And I was like, "So much better than just this big stack." I mean, had about thirteen or fourteen of her books at that point. Yep. So I was like. School, I'm better than you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Quality is better than quantity. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually did have a book turn up today in the mail. That oh, is cool. signed. <gasps> Won a competition for one of the authors I like overseas. Her awesome. second book. Got it signed. That's so cool. Super cool. I've got, I've technically got, I technically own it. <laughs> I love it when you have to start with technically. So, so, sort of like, I'm not racist, but no. Um, so, a friend of mine, um, uh, overseas, she lives in uh, Ohio, and I met her online, uh, and I met someone else who she knows who was an author mm-hmm. online, um, and she is a woman named Michelle Ballanger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm supposed to pronounce her name like that. It's B E L A N G E R, and she did uh, a series of books called I think The Shadow Side, and it's uh, paranormal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got uh, like demons and incubi and succubi, and I think um, the main character is like uh, is a transsexual demon of some sort. Sounds cool. Um, super cool premise for the whole thing. It's sort of like how how the, a vampire slash demon. So you you know the films yeah. like Underworld. Yes. It's it's got all the politics going on with the different factions and things going on, and. Um, so what Kim did, uh, she went to one of Michelle's, because they were friends, she went to one of Michelle's uh, book signings and she bought 
two copies of her book, one for her and one for me. Oh, nice. But it's still in Ohio. So, yep. And this was a few years ago. So <laughs> I, because I said, Is it going to be posted over here or are you going to go get it? She is hoping to come over here. She's been wanting to come to New Zealand for mm. years and years and years. So I said to her, look, either one, one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to get over there and I'll yeah. get it off you or you're going to come over. And she was like, it's more likely that I'm going to come over here. So I'm like, yeah. okay, cool, just wait. Yeah. So I've got that um, waiting for me. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Kim. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was going to read Amanda Palmer's book. Yes. My friend's like, oh, I can loan it to you. Is it her her autobiography? I think so, yeah. It's, I feel um, really bad that I can't remember the name of it. Turns out my friend who's going to loan it to me. So she lives in Auckland, which was, I was like, I'll just send it to me. She goes, yeah, my copy's actually in Scotland. I was oh. Like, Slight complication there. Yeah. <laughs> Might be waiting a while. Because you had a book in Scotland, didn't you, that never turned up. I had two books that are in India that never came in back. India, right. Yeah. Don't trust the Indian postal <laughs> service. It's all I can say. <laughs> it sounds a bit I mean, I've been waiting 11 years. Wow. I know. For oh, this box no. of stuff. That's anyway, on that note, it's time for us to go. It is time for us to go. Thanks he, he, for joining us, everyone. He is hoping we can get some awesome guests in after Rebecca Lagos. I'm looking forward yes. to interviewing her. I'm looking forward to interviewing people. Yeah. It was quite fun with Jeremy. Yes. So it'll be awesome to get some more yeah. in. And I'd definitely like you to head the interview with Amanda if we get her in, because uh, uh, I don't want to just be stealing the spotlight all the time. <laughs> it's all right. We, we can both. Both chat yeah, people will be awesome. out like, yeah. a se- like a literary seesaw. Yes, <laughs> and they can be in the middle going, oh, I'm going to fall, I'm going to fall. Help, help. <laughs> This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.